0: Hi, I'm Laura Green, and this is the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show where I chat with the best authors in Sapphic fiction. I hope you learn something new each week about your favorite authors, discover your next read, and have some laughs along the way. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. I was very fortunate to be able to attend GCLS this year and even more fortunate to be able to get to know today's guest. He's one of the most talented writers in the genre, and happens to be an absolutely wonderful person. Luke Dreamer, welcome, and thanks for joining me today. Well, that's quite an introduction. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Crush was released in June. For anyone who hasn't read it yet, tell them about Mia and Cal, and how nervous were you about how it would be received?
1: So um, the book opens in a prologue uh, with Nia losing her husband suddenly to a heart attack, leaving her kind of in debt and the owner of their winery. And she is desperate to find a vineyard manager when hers decides to retire. Uh, in comes Cal, who is a trans man, and he's grown up on a winery And he's looking to branch out and get out of his very conservative, very transphobic uh, Central California town. And he moves to the central coast of California and meets Mia and takes the job as vineyard manager. And during the course of running the winery and all of the challenges of running a winery, they really connect. And eventually they fall in love. I wasn't... I wouldn't say nervous about the reception. You know, the, the sapphic fiction community has, has been wonderful and, and very welcoming to me. Um, I transitioned nearly a year ago and they've been very welcoming and there's not a lot of trans men, cis women romances out there. So I wanted to write one and, you know, so far it's been very well received and I've been very thankful, very humbled.
0: It was lovely. And I'm kind of in, in love with Cal. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's a real cool dude. I recently read The Burden of Happiness and love Sarah and Kate's relationship and how Kate helped Sarah to overcome so much in her past.
1: If you could make it into a movie, who
0: would play Sarah and Kate?
1: That's a good question. I thought about this. I never have real, you know, real images in my mind of my of my characters, but definitely having to think about it, I would say for Kate, Julianna Nicholson. Look her up. She's she's lovely. But I I picture her with like some auburn red hair because Kate had some had red hair, I believe. And then for Sarah is kind of an amalgam of Jennifer Beals and Rebecca Hall. When I'm describing her and and I do get a picture in my mind, that's like if those two had a baby, Sarah would be it.
0: That'd be a very nice looking baby.
1: (laughs) Right? The
0: One to Walk Away is such an intense book. It's the first in the one series. When do you plan to release book two? and can you give us a sneak peek?
1: Uh, well, there is a tiny sneak peek in an excerpt. That's so far, I'm I would say it's going to be out next year for sure. When next year, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've actually got a lot of things lined up that I'm working on and that one that's slowly brewing in my mind. I'm going to continue the relationship between Lake and Mel, but they're going to share the screen so to speak with my hostage negotiator, Charlie. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> maybe Charlie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, maybe I'm pretty that. sure it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm going to pick up her story, and it's going to be another procedural. So I love to research. So I'm going to do a lot of that. I I won't get myself arrested, but you know, I'll, I'll research indirectly. So, okay, well that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, maybe Stay a, on the right side of the law. Yeah, I try. I try. Yeah, so I'll do some uh, research on that. And so next year, how's that? Okay. That works.
0: Something to look forward to. Yeah. Your first book, Heart of Gold, was released two years ago. What were you doing before that? And what made it the perfect time for you to release a book?
1: Yeah. So I think the pandemic lent itself very nicely to a lot of sapphic author careers. You know, we were all holed up in our houses. So those that had an inclination to write or thought about writing was a great opportunity. I had done fan fiction back in the day. And right around the time I finished Heart of Gold as a fan fiction, I had some readers basically say, this should be a book, a publishable book. And I I basically worked on it, started 2019 working on it, and then released it in 2020. Before that, I'm a stay-at-home dad. And we move into houses and I remodel them. We live in them for a while and then sell them on. I had pretty much just finished renovating the house that we're living in now. So I was, it was perfect timing. Start my writing career. What fan fiction did you write? Way back in the day, some Xena. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Some Buffy the Vampire Slayer, dabbled in that. Uh, and then Wynonna Earp. You know, I just, I love the fact that you had these ready-made characters that you can take, you know, all their personality traits and physical traits and just plunk them anywhere you want, have fun with them and then get immediate feedback. Uh, When you post chapter by chapter. So that's what I did.
0: Tell me what you're currently working on.
1: So I'm currently working on a series of vignettes for my heart series. Since the year gaps between book two, heart sings, and the third and final book is like 15 years or so, 14, 15 years. So I'm filling the gap with these little vignettes and I'll give you a little exclusive tidbit. People have been asking, for Charlotte to find herself a woman, and Charlotte finds herself a woman in uh, in these vignettes. not so. oh, very nice. There you go. And uh, that should be out. I'm hoping in the fall. Breaking news is the best. Breaking news, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm working on currently.
0: Who is your favorite supporting character from one of your books?
1: I would say it's it's a bit of a tie, for different reasons. In the Black. The Mitch character, uh, who I just absolutely adored writing. He was just funny and just, you know, when you when you think about a good guy, he's a good guy. And and he was when I had a very specific image in mind for him. Adam Driver. OK, yeah, is like, yeah, it's like that was Mitch anyway. So I I just enjoyed writing him and his family. And, you know, I'm sorry, his name isn't Mitch. Gosh, <laughs> Mitch is my main character. No, Fish. His name is Fish. fish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he looks like a swimmer and anything. Uh, anyway, gosh,
0: Fish. Yeah. Adam Driver kind of looks like a fish, so I get that.
1: He does, right? Yeah. So, Fish. Mitch is my female <laughs> su- our main character. Fish is the supporting character who's a guy. Okay.
0: You know, you can't remember everything. Dude,
1: I can't remember anything. Okay. And the one dearest to my heart is Lloyd from Crushed. He's actually based off of a dear friend who I, I lost during COVID. And I made him gay, which I think he would just be tickled about. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I, I wanted to write him into one of my books. His personality lent perfectly for, for me as gay best friend. Everyone needs but, one. That's right. <laughs> if you could spend a
0: day with just one of your couples, which would you choose and why?
1: Good question. Um, I mean, I'd like to spend a day with all of them, <laughs> which comes to shove. I would have to say, because I'm, can I say it's a tie? Yes, you can. That's fine. And acceptable. Appreciate that. So definitely Thomas and Rachel, because I would just like to spend a day in the Klondike digging for gold. I think that would be pretty rad. And just to watch, kind of watch them flirt with each other and it would be just adorable. And yeah. Them for sure. And also I would say Mitch and Lily, because I think it'd be pretty cool to, to go fight a fire for a day, just a day.
0: <laughs> just one.
1: <laughs> and then go back to the bar and shoot some pool and have a Shirley Temple. So.
0: Oh, very nice. Yeah. I watched the mountain bike video you posted and it scared the crap out of me. Besides death defined biking, what other outdoor activities do you enjoy?
1: I'm 52. I am really not a risk taker. Mountain biking, I've done literally all my life. So I I feel very comfortable doing that. And the trails that you see are ones that I've ridden like hundreds of times, but I still like to go a little fast. Other things. Yeah. I like to do. I, I love to hike kayak. I bought a one of those folding kayaks to fit in my van. And I just, I love taking that out and doing that just adventuring. Like I'll go Death Valley by myself. I'll drive up the 4 by 4 roads and just go plunking around the old ghost mines and ghost towns.
0: You have a teenage son. What's the most important life lesson you hope you've taught him?
1: We're just going through it right now. So let's see. I would say that I have a tattoo. I, I carried around this quote, General Douglas MacArthur. I carried it around for like 20 years and then finally got it tattooed on my body. And it And it says there's no such thing as Security on this earth. There is only opportunity. And I think what I want to instill in him is he's got some mental illness issues that are going to be lifelong. And I'm hoping for him that he will, he'll be able to overcome those things and, and realize the door seems shut. Another one will be open for him. That's probably better than, than what he anticipated. And, and just to be able to deal with adversity by coming out better for it, essentially.
0: I think that's a really important life lesson to teach your children. And your son is very lucky to have you.
1: Thanks. Sometimes I wonder. It's hard. It is hard. Well, you know, yeah. And you've got two. I do. He he confides in me a lot, more than probably most teenage boys confide to their parents. So I'm, I'm fortunate in that. He tells me what's going on. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're talking to you, that's the important thing.
0: So true. If you were going on a cross country trip with three other authors, who are you taking and why? Hmm.
1: It's hard to narrow it down to three, but um, let's see. There's a few like I've met and hung out with in in real life and I'm not tired of them yet. So that <laughs> would be <laughs> that would be like Karen Elizabeth. We're like we're like brothers from another mothers. She is so much fun to be around. And we just rib each other all the time. So she keeps me honest too, so her definitely. See uh, Bryce Oakley, she's hella funny and she's a really good driver, so she would definitely take the turn, driving long stretches. And um, third, you know, I was very, very entertained by the lovely Anna Reichart. She is just something else. She's just adorable, she is. and I think that she would be super fun to go on a road trip with. So uh so those are my 3. Now I don't know if yes. those three would get along with each other, but it doesn't matter cuz no, it's I'm the common denominator.
0: <laughs> That's right. I'm sure that would. They all seem okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, they seem pretty pretty cool. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Jeez, all of it. I don't know. I mean, I love hot springs, so like I would like to do like just a tour of the most amazing remote hot springs. And also, I did one of those twenty three knees and, and found out I'm like Ninety nine percent Irish, so oh wow, you know
0: that's pretty yeah. Irish,
1: right? I thought <laughs> it was like I thought I was a little English, well, like two percent English, I guess. But uh I thought it was like German, like a lot of German, but not one bit. So, wow! Uh, so I'd like to travel to to Ireland. You know, I'm sure I've got some distant cousins there and whatnot. Yeah, have some Irish
0: too. Yeah, yeah, have some Irish too. Exactly.
1: Too bad I don't drink beer though.
0: <laughs> Irish Shirley Temples. There you go. Tell me something about you that might be surprising. you surprising.
1: Something odd or I guess interesting is that when I take naps, which is quite regularly, I I sleep for exactly one hour. Like that's all I can sleep. So like mm. like I'll lay down at three oh four and I'll be raised out of sleep, like just Softly, just come out of, come into consciousness, at four oh four. Wow. Yeah. So I thought, like, okay, this is an anomaly, right? This was years ago, but I've been doing it consistently for years now.
0: You're an alien.
1: Something's off. Yeah. There's yeah. There's like (laughs) some brain switch. Like, there's actual switch in my head, probably. And and another thing too is, if and I can do a half hour. If I just need a half hour, it'll be half hour to the minute. But mostly it's an hour.
0: That's impressive.
1: I know. When I tell my son I'm going to take a nap, he's like, see you in an hour, dad. You know, it's just like a (laughs) a running joke. What are a few of your favorite Sapphic books? Let's see. Um, So, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of the ones that I think about way after I read them. And the the first one that comes to mind is Alone. And I remember I was building uh, Alone by EJ Noise, and I was building. Like a little camper enclosure for my truck, and I just, and I think I I tweeted this to to her. I'm like I had like tears running down my face into the paint I was (laughs) painting the you know the wood and just crying. That story really got to me, and um, and yeah, so alone and the Dark Peak series by Carrie Hunter. Uh, Yes, absolutely, I devoured that series. And I'm like, and sometimes I think about Megan and Santa. I'm like, what are they doing? And I'm like, no, they're fictional characters. <laughs> they're not doing anything. Well, I think they're, they're real. Something. I feel like they're real. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're just so well developed the way that she wraps up the character development, you know, within, within the story, you know, there's, there's all showing nearly no telling. And I love that. I I love the action of that, that series. And so The Art of Us by Kale Hughes. I think about that story a lot. I remember I was building my greenhouse when I was listening to that. <laughs> and I would just stop and listen because I couldn't I didn't want to be distracted, you know. It's like it's just a beautifully written book and the story is just amazing. So,
0: yeah, those are those are a few.
1: Those are good ones. Luke,
0: it's been great seeing you again. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks again to Luke Dreamer for joining me today. You can find links to purchase Luke's books on his website, ldreamerwriter.com. To support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash sapphiclaura. Or you can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod, where you can hear your favorite authors play Would You Rather. Here's a sample of this week's with Luke Dreamer. Be sure to tune in for this one because there's also a special reading from one of Luke's new books. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy reading. Would you rather be Batman or Spider-Man?
1: I would say Spider-Man. He seems to have way less baggage and that would be great.
0: He really does. He seems just like much more chill and not so broody. I mean, Batman's really broody.
1: Yeah. But he does have the coolest toys.
0: But he lives in a cave, so it's cool there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, Spider-Man. Would you rather be stuck on an island alone or with someone who talks incessantly?
1: Oh, shit, alone. <laughs> alone. Hello, introvert here. That's my worst nightmare, is having somebody who talks incessantly. It is.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And while you're on, on the island alone, you could be listening to alone. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Heh <laughs> heh.